Spags, when God closes a big board, he opens up a super flex draft for us. I mean, look, we were talking the last show about how much Pete and I both love Superflex more than any other format. Today, we are getting right into it. You can see on the screen our beloved new draft format. Pete, if you want to get in and do this as a versus, you can. We still have a few spots waiting here on Underdog Fantasy for the big board Superflex $100,000 to first place. And QBs will be flying off the board again, Pete. Uh, chat, let me know. Do you guys want me in this draft? We're filled now. Me? out well spoiler alert, i'm in it i'm in it i figured with the delay it wouldn't work to actually uh, question the audience so we made your choice we're a team everybody wants us to be a team i think right um no we're not a team spags that's what i'm saying i'm at 110 you're at 11 oh i didn't see it on the screen because of your face being over <laughs> yeah i mean also again my box is smaller and uh your box is not smaller they go the exact same distance spags i'm I'm looking at everyone in the chat. Tell me, is my box slightly smaller than Spags's? It's just because mine cuts off the, like that part of the board and you know the same thing, but they're literally a copy of each other on StreamYard. You are the exact same size box, much like Hollywood Squares. I I guarantee my box is just, it's just like, it's it's a very small amount of pixels, but it is smaller in a way that just dry. Thank you, Knox. Knox agrees. My box is smaller. I think it's just an optical illusion. I swear it is because, again, like on StreamYard, it gives you the choice to duplicate screen. I duplicated the screen. I didn't tweak anything. I just moved it to the right. No. Oh, um, here we go, you. Tyler. Optical illusion. This is Pete's propaganda. Pete, propaganda everyone shouldn't trust ever. <laughs> is this, like, going to be our generation's blue dress, uh, gold dress debate? Is Pete's box is smaller? It's a Rorschach test for uh, how you view the world possibly either way i'm on the clock right now which you could not see on the board but i'm taking jalen hurts because this is a super flex draft pete i did one this morning and ended up with my qbs is Derek carr uh jimmy garoppolo hendon hooker <laughs> i think andy dalton wow. took. it really was wow. went badly went badly so you're you're trying to have a a, a cleanse by taking jalen hurts 101 and making sure that does not happen again well, yeah, I was picking in the 12 spot, and I really think the 12 spot in these kind of drafts is terrible because it basically comes down to, I do I want to reach now for a Tua or somebody, or do I want to take players that are undervalued at receiver? And I went taking players that are undervalued at receiver, Pete, and it did not feel that great. Uh, let's see the board, Spags. Have you ever streamed a draft before? <laughs> We're back on the board here. You can see all the purple. We are streaming grimaces today on the on the board here. Of course, the favorite McDonald's Land character. We should also mention, just for people who don't know, obviously Superflex, as you can tell by the board going purple. There are some other wrinkles here that make it interesting. Wide receivers do get value, devalued in this format because you start the same amount of running backs and wide receivers, two running back, two wide receiver, one Superflex, one flex. Whereas in the default uh, scoring settings or uh, roster settings, you can start three wide receivers, two running backs, so up to four wide receivers, including the flex. So this really levels the plane here, and I think makes things even more interesting when you look at the ADP, the best available non-quarterbacks here are still all the wide receivers, and I do think this format pushes some of these guys like JT and Eckler much more into the conversation, at least with the second tier, the A.J. Browns, the Devontae Adams. Why does... Why does uh, Stefan Diggs and AJ Brown have a higher ADP than Jamar Chase in this default applet right now? 
That is odd. I don't get why that would be. I did notice a few players that are going incredibly late because I think the ADPs weren't fully updated from the big board. Anthony Richardson mm-hmm. goes at the 160 hole, I think, in this, though. Obviously, he's going much higher uh, in some of the drafts manually. But you're on the clock, Pete. So tell people you're going to pick because apparently we don't explain uh, why we're picking people enough for some of the casuals coming in. Is that what is that? Did people say that? That was a comment we got in the last stream, which I think was a fair one because we are trying to cater to, of course, our beloved community. But we want the new people to come in and feel welcomed and get the how and why as well. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I'm taking Justin Jefferson. I, I draw the line. You know, I do think it's fair to get an elite quarterback. For me, after Lamar Jackson, I think there's a bit of a tear gap to the Deshaun Watson, the Dak Prescotts, the Tuas. I think I'm going to play a little bit with fire here. I'm going to try to load up and get two really elite assets. And, you know, I always think about, you know, when there's the tier gaps, how do, how do I beat the team that has Jalen Hurts? How do I beat the team that has Josh Allen? That's going to be hard to do if I'm just drafting a watered down version of your team. If I grab Jack Prescott, you have Jalen Hurts. I mean, you have such a massive advantage already. How can I beat you? Well, I'm going to have a big advantage at my wide receiver one spot compared to yours. So you can play with fire in this format. If you miss out on a big run, that could certainly happen. But uh, I refuse to go to battle against your Jalen Hurts with Dak Prescott. Which I think is a good way to explain it. Uh, Hayden Winks, of course, one of the underdog fantasy guys, who's, of course, a proud Splash Play alum as well, has been on the show before, uh, talked, I think, in an article coming out with Superflex today about how his ideal strategy or what he thought it is, is take one elite QB, then punt two more later on, try to limit yourself to six to seven receivers overall. So it is a bit of a pivot, but if you're doing what Pete's doing, you're taking some higher value receivers. So maybe that even makes it easier to swallow if you're only going to have like six guys there uh, because you're going to have to pan for gold at QB based on what I've seen so far in these drafts. Yeah, and it is some of this default ADP. You can click over to the ADP if you want here is really interesting to me. I am going to take uh, Christian McCaffrey here, who I, I think should otherwise be God. Um, you know, I don't know why we wouldn't be porting over kind of the ADP um, outside of the QBs, right? Like we still have CMC going in the top three or four of all of those drafts. So I'm happy to start this draft with the best running back, the best wide receiver. And, uh, and then we will let God take the wheel and see what I can cobble together with quarterbacks. Dustin pointing out Lance will be there for you, Pete. So there you go. Don't (laughs) worry. Trey Lance always ready to console you after a tough day at the drafts. This does feel like a Trey Lance, Brock Purdy, Sam Darnold type team right now. I'll tell you that. (laughs) Darnold is pretty cheap. If you want to buy in on the guy that uh, getting some, I think unjustified steam on Twitter from what I've seen a uh, ball is life asking. I need the how and why you mentioned EPA so much for wide receivers. So for me, EPA is a very important number and DVOA is similar. Basically like in a third and eight, the average receiver will get you, let's say seven yards. Let's so make these numbers up. But if you have a receiver who reliably gets you nine yards, of that third and eight, that guy's a lot more valuable overall in terms of extending drives for the team, as well as you know creating value fantasy wise. So that's why Pete, I think uh, some rankings out there will be going by the name superior players in great spots because superior players show through EPA numbers, through uh, DVOA numbers, through any of these advanced analytics. And then, you know, great spots for just guys to get the volume, the, the running backs so, getting 20 touches. So that's, wait, why, you know, that's why I put the rankings out there. I feel like superior players in great spots is like a bit of a mouthful. Have you thought of like maybe trying to synthesize it with an acronym? <laughs> that's true some out there are calling it spags i haven't fully adopted it yet because it's just too close to my name like where would that be coming from all right we're on the um, clock can you, can, who's we there's no we here we? <laughs> a lot of the people a lot of the buzz in the street is that uh all right i had to take a receiver cd lamb stinks hey, can you pull up some of these comments here dk is pete's box smaller or is that an optical illusion chipsy says i'm doing an alpha start to fight having a smaller box i'm overcompensating here 
Um, DK wants me to turn my lights off so we can make sure. Let me see here. Spags, what are you doing with these picks? I'm taking uh, CeeDee Lamb and Austin Eckler. Uh, no QBs in range here. I don't want to reach that far. CeeDee Lamb, I think a little bit overvalued still because of the fact that I think this offense is going to be regressive this year as well as having Brandon Cooks there. Uh, but I think CeeDee Lamb, I just want to get a receiver in because like Pete talked about, do you want to have some advantages there? And Austin Eckler, I think still a little bit undervalued though. I was close to taking Bijan, Pete. I don't know if you have a lean between Eckler and Bijan. All right, I've gone completely dark here so people could tell. My box is definitely <laughs> smaller. No. It is definitely. So somebody suggested going light mode, and then you could tell the difference. That looks exactly the same. It's 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 indistinguishable um, from the naked eye, but if you really zoom in <laughs> with your telescope, I am shorted a few pixels. I could do it again. Like I could take your camera off and duplicate it again and move it over if you want. No, no, I've already heard your math. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry. I try. I always try to be equitable here. Like I change whose name goes first and stuff. I usually put yours first because I, I get the overset names got a little more value in the YouTube street sometimes. Point being, I'm pretty equitable when it comes to this stuff. Wow, the chat turned on me. They have said it's the same. Come on, where 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 are my truthers out there? Where are my box truthers? Wow, it's in your head. I think this is true. I think this is Pete's vulnerability shining through with this. Shreebyard didn't know the psychological test they'd be running on podcast co-hosts. And now here we are. <laughs> oh my God. What is uh okay. The there's some interesting ADPs in here right now. It is the Wild West. Um all right. Dude, I might just go full aggro here. <laughs> no QBs. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm debating I'm debating how I want to play this. I think I might go running back wide receiver again. Let's do it. Let's go. Uh, we're gonna go Chris Olave and Brees Hall. Wow. I refuse. Okay. Oh, I'm not I'm not picking next. I thought I had the I thought I had the pick on the dirt. So maybe I won't end up with Brees Hall. Uh, but I'll take Tony Pollard if not. I have had a lot of, in the other big board, I think I finished 57 entries in that by the time that closed. I have a lot of Jefferson, Olave, uh, Metcalf starts, I think. Like, those three come up a lot for me. And then, like, Diggs, Waddle, I think are very popular uh, starts yeah. for me. So, I like seeing it here. I think the, you mm -hmm. know, receivers I'm always going to be a fan of, even though you really are left now digging the trash heap of QBs. Oh, it's, it's going to get bad. It's going to get real bad. Um, I should, I should potentially consider taking rogers or goff here but i just i can't bring it i can't bring it <laughs> wait wow the, the things have flipped by the way is pete's box also just a little <laughs> bit wider so i think that might be the case it actually is a little bit more generous because no. a co-host i no. if i had a nickel for every time someone told me i had a wide box uh i know it's if anything it's just a smidge uh smidge less wide i would go as far as to say AJT saying, did anyone tell Pete this is a super flex draft? Yeah, I did put on the thumbnail, Pete, in case you weren't aware. You have to draft QBs at some point. I I actually was the one who alerted Spags to the fact that this was up. So I would I was the first person who knew this was a super flex draft. Yeah, I was going to cash in my little board entries, which I've not done yet, so we could have a draft going. And the logic was that nobody else has drafted teams today because they already probably drafted their little board teams. But instead, super flex, and Pete will never draft a quarterback. <laughs> That's right. This is this is the zero RB equivalent of Superflex. It's zero QB. Look at okay. I like to see uh, flavorize this. This is my uh, brother in arms here from the twelve spot, not taking a quarterback. Every other one of you cowards have capitulated. You have capitulated to a purple wave. It is all lies, similar to Spag saying our boxes are the same size. 
you guys live a little, just drop the best players. I mean, look, I think you are doing something unique. I just know this is what I tried to do earlier and was like, oh boy, <laughs> this did not go well. Like I got the two QBs. Like I think Carr and Garoppolo are perfectly fine, especially because I had um, I had Michael Thomas and Olave and I think, uh, who did I have stacked with? Oh, and I had uh, Devontae Adams. So like that made sense to me. But then the third QB is where it's just like, <sighs> like you got no bye week, no coverage for the super flex. So I think you're, you're out here worrying about bye weeks before we even have the bye weeks. Well, no, no, but I, I mean, I, you know, it's still a considerate. You would like to have three QBs if you can in a super flex. <laughs> okay. Wouldn't you agree? Um, sure. Sure. I'll agree. I did see this in your newsletter. Of course, the PO box, which people should subscribe to as well. The doomed QB fantasy live draft broke Pete. He said, fuck QBs never again. Are you tilted still by that guy drafting a bunch of QBs in your draft with Dwayne McFarlane? Yeah, because we're just trying to do a nice little stream, talk about strategy. It's the first best ball stream we've done on that channel this year. And, you know, we're having to take Aaron Rodgers 25 picks ahead of ADP just to make sure that we don't, you know, end up with Desmond Ritter as our QB1, um, which is now a fate that I'm much more comfortable doing on my own account. But I didn't want to solely Dwayne's good name with such poor drafting. Yeah, no. Is that the first Fantasy Life best ball stream of the year, too? So really making an impression on the people trying yeah. to jump into the game. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, I'm on the clock here. Again, I don't want to get stuck in no QB land, and we have still some left on the board. Um, nobody that correlates with me, though. Uh, I'm going to take some receivers here. I'm going to reach for Mike Williams a little bit, and I'm going to get tight end done with Mark Andrews. I am a Mark Andrews believer. I've talked a lot about getting the offensive coordinator from Georgia. I think is a positive. I think Andrews is going to have a good year, whether it is Lamar or maybe Anthony Richardson if the Colts trade for Lamar, which is kind of exciting, Pete. I would love to have those teams stocked with two good running QBs. Yeah. Um, I think that would be a fun outcome. I, I read like, I do like getting the elite tight end. Obviously with my build, I'm going to just have elite tight end envy because I, that's not going to be a luxury that I'm going to be able to afford with this structure. Um, probably going to need to be going multiple tight ends here is, is going to be my guess. Uh, Will is pointing out, I, I was thinking about clicking Gino, could not do it because, not because I've not been drafting Gino, I actually think I'm above the field on Gino um, in the regular big board so far this year, but it is because of the fact I didn't have any Seahawks receivers, so that's why. I don't want to do a naked Gino, and I'll get I'll get somebody else naked later on who could fit in my wide box. <laughs> I, I'm so triggered by you saying that, almost as triggered by uh, whatever SPAG stands for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nick pointing out, by the way, Spags is in that draft earlier with you. The NO stack looked decent, though. So, CP, it's possible for other people to observe you building a good team, even if you do punt QB late. I'm not saying your team will be that, but you could do it. I could. I, I, I could theoretically uh, do it here. Um, I swear, if you let Gino fall to me, I, I dare you to let Gino fall to me. Oh, you're, somebody's got to take him now. Though it is only two <laughs> picks ahead of you, so Gino might fall to you. <laughs> Uh, B Park here, Lamar and Goff. Caleb uh, has Deshaun and Dak. <laughs> you want to know what? Spags, Spags, grow up. Dino was a false flag. Do you know who my <laughs> ultimate prize was all along? Who? Look at look at who's look at what players I have on my team, Spags. Oh, Derek Carr. Ding, 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 ding. I like Derek, Derek Carr. Come on down. Wow. Pete finally drafts a quarterback. Confetti falls from the air. Good job. Oh, Pete, bad news. You drafted Derek Carr. Oh, it's a chunky. It's a chunky. Oh, God. <laughs> D dude, you are. 
I just can imagine you giggling, just loading this into the StreamYard hopper, being like, I can't wait to debut this new little gift to Doug God Pete. That's where you're incorrect. I had the gifts to fill all my solo streams and then never used them again. <laughs> you disgust me. Here's Drew Locke playing guitar. <laughs> do can you do one where it's like uh Gino Smith uh photoshopped onto like the Calvin and Hobbes thing and he's pissing on Drew Locke? Can we have that? <laughs> no, here's Gino Smith when he sees that Drew Locke reside for another year. <laughs> Don't blow through your load this quickly. Pace it. Pace it, Spags. My fine, God. Fine. It's just exciting to click the gifts again. I bet. I bet. Uh, there we go. It is almost time. I think you should leave comes back in May. So we're we're now on the cusp of really breaking out all the quotes and rewatching episodes again. Um are, if I really get a select Trey Lance here. <laughs> I think you have to. I pretty much have to. Yeah, why I not? Pretty, I I mean, I, I don't mind some of these wide receivers, but I mean Pittman, McLaurin, I mean Dalvin Gibbs. This feels like I don't know. I I don't think I need to prioritize anyone in this tier. So we're back on my bullshit, baby. I do <laughs> I mean, like look, how Trey, my my yeah. my bets have worked out, right? I got two Niners, I got two uh two Saints. And we all know how much mobile QBs love checking down to running backs, so that correlation is gonna be very strong with with those two. <laughs> well, I guess um, we'll, assuming Trey Lance even plays, I guess that would be the other part. <laughs> well, it's in this contest, I'm gonna end up taking both Brock Purdy and Sam Darnold as well. And that way, no matter who is starting at quarterback for the Niners, I will have covered the roulette board. Honestly, it's funny, though, because now you have two QBs. I only have one. And obviously, Jalen Hurts is going to make my QB spot more often than not. But now I need, like, ideally two super flex QBs to compete for that spot. And uh, there's not a lot left to love, though. I did see Daigle say his highest exposed QB is Kyler Murray, which feels galaxy brain on a level that I wasn't prepared for. Wow. Uh, that is, uh, I missed that from uh, from Daigle. Um why, John? Why? <laughs> I, I can't throw I can't throw stones from Trey Lance houses though. <laughs> Daigle's drafting teams like he appears on the ship chasing streams on, on Thanksgiving. I think that would be why. <laughs> Just under the table drafting Kyler Murray, but people believe in him. I, I think the most recent estimate from the Cardinals that'll come back before midseason. I just don't want to bet on that possible outcome being you know being going my way. I think that heavy. Before you make your picks, I do just want to acknowledge, and it maybe went a little overlooked, you getting Austin Eckler where you did was very nice value. Oh, thank you. I agree. And, oh, okay. Here's where we reach a little bit because I don't have any good correlations on the board. Herbert gone. Uh, but I want to get Anthony Richardson, I think, is a great super flex addition here. I know. I, I, had, I had this pipe dream that people would forget to scroll down. Maybe I get <laughs> Anthony Richardson in the seventh round. No, sir. And I'm going to reach for George Pickens here. Again, uh, if you are an EPA believer like I am, Pickens graded out pretty well last year. Should have a big leap going into year two, as long as as well as Kenny Pickett, hopefully being slightly improved. So that's why I'm a big Pickens guy, though. Ayuk, I think, would have been a nice pickup there as well. Yeah. Uh, SPAG stands for spaghetti. Chris Spaghetti. That's my favorite acronym I've heard yet. <laughs> is it true, Spags, that your last your full last name is Spaghetti? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's why I shortened it. I was too ashamed. That there's, I think, um, one of cousin Sal's guys is like Eddie Spaghetti, and I'm like, oh, now here, now people are using something that sounds like my real name as a gimmick name. Uh, yeah, it's tough. It's tough out there. Um, I would hate it if someone didn't draft Kyle Pitts before I picked. Um, that would be extremely. <laughs> that would tilt me so much. 
I'm glad that you're staying loyal to yourself with this team. And, you know, even though it's super flex, you're taking receivers, you're taking Trey Lance and Kyle Pitts, potentially all of your, your usual stalwarts for multiple years coming back in. Um, yes, I am. Um, let's see here. What am I going to do? Would I dare take Kyle Pitts at this juncture of the draft? Would I dare? It seems reckless and irresponsible. It seems like something I don't need to do. It's what a real wild man would do. Okay, this is what I'm going to do. There, To me, there is a tear gap after C.J. Stroud at quarterback to the Staffords and Pickets of the world. I'm going to take C.J. Stroud. What do they say in life? If you love something, let it go. And if it's meant to be, it'll come back. I am letting Kyle Pitts go on the turn. And if it's meant to be, he will come back in my life. Uh, people want you to set up the Pitts Ritter stack, but you've got Stroud now. So would you take a fourth QB or are you good at three now? Spags, I would. A magician never reveals his secrets and a best ball streamer never reveals what he plans to do in the future. Uh, I will see how things unfold, sir. Okay. I I like three QBs being the optimal. Uh, I could see taking four if you do like Pete didn't take an elite QB early on. But, you know, I think different strokes for different folks. And when you have Kyle Pitt, Desmond Ritter is just pretty much a must-have at that point. One of the strongest QB tight end correlations you can find. I would absolutely hate it if... See, okay, this is why I feel good. I take CJ Stroud and then Garoppolo and Stafford get double-tapped right after that. Some would say Pete starved the beast in this room. Well, I think the Stroud thing was a good deal for you because Bryce Young went, Richardson went, so now it's just like Stroud hanging out there at the three rookies, and you got him at a good spot. All right. Let me get this is I got to get ready for the click here. This click always feels so good. Imagine, imagine letting Kyle Pitts fall to me at pick 87. Oh boy. <laughs> I went solo cam for that and everything. And I hope people are happy to see a man waste his $10 when he has a, a child who's hungry. <laughs> no, so my child is eating just fine. Thank you very much. Uh, also, a little bonus here. I am playing for um, week 17. We are going to have Saints versus the Falcons in the Dome. Derek Carr to Alave, Kyle Pitts on the bring back. This is how I win. <laughs> Look, I wouldn't be opposed to that. As a man who has a lot of Saints, having Saints-Falcons in week 17 would be pretty sick. As Nick pointed out, I actually... Um, this I, I didn't mean to reveal that I am wearing bright red shorts and an orange hoodie. <laughs> Been a rough morning trying to feed my child who Spags is saying is malnourished. <laughs> Your Velma from Scooby-Doo cosplay. Are you doing the original version or the uh, Mindy Kaling version? This, it is aggressive. It is, it's a very aggressive color pairing. You know, somebody out there, think, you ticked somebody's fetish boxes with that. I bank on the fact that people are never going to see anything from the waist down, but sometimes you have to do a lap before selecting Kyle Pitts. If only it were you combined with Mariah Carey, then we could all have a <laughs> Get out of here. I'll never forget that quote from our guy, Lunchable Connoisseur. Of course, he wanted to marry a version of, it was Pete, who was the third part? Was it me or was it somebody else? I don't remember. I tried to get that out of my head. I felt <laughs> like that was invasive. It was a little bit parasocial, some could say, you know, like too close to you when you're just a streamer, an innocent streamer. Yeah, um, it was just a thought exercise I would prefer not to think about. <laughs> also, you took Kyle Pitts. I think Dallas Goddard's a better value than Kyle Pitts. Yeah, that's what all the little piggies say. Would have been nice if he fell to me, actually, but I guess I didn't really need a tight end. 
Um, yeah, I mean, you blew your load on Mark Andrews. Sure did. Sure did. And I'm happy to do it. Mark Andrews, bounce back here for Mark Andrews. Plant that flag now. <laughs> I think it's good. I think I think if Lamar goes, they're going to be encouraged to try some new things. And if he stays, then, you know, he'll be Lamar. Um, all right. Got three receivers, one running back, and Damian Pierce is overvalued. Uh, Let's go. Pickett's gone, right? Oh, wait. Yes. Yes. Let's do this. Pick it. And then let's also grab a guy. I don't grab very often Deontay Johnson, but I now have a beautiful Pittsburgh stack going along with Deontay and with George Pickens. I feel good about that. Let me see what you just did. I grabbed uh, Pickett and Deontay. Okay. So you got, I mean, if this isn't the most Yenzer Homer draft I've ever seen, why don't you might as well just head down to the Wawa and grab a grinder to, uh, to finish out this draft? Well, I think actually, so to be clear, I live five hours away from Pittsburgh. Pennsylvania is a very wide state. Second part of that, Wawa doesn't exist there, I don't think. Their sheets with a Z is their convenience store of the drawer. Who has a wider state, uh, me or you, Spags? Because, you know, <laughs> as we continue to have a pissing contest over the width of various things between us. So, yeah, here we go. People pointing out Pittsburgh doesn't uh, like I Wawa. Pittsburgh. Sorry, I didn't get my little Pittsburgh reference perfect. Um, Paul asking a good question here. If Lamar leaves, what do you think Baltimore does? I think the most likely outcome is what I talked about earlier. I think it's that they would trade Lamar to the Colts. The Colts are the only team that have shown interest so far. And then they get the four pick and they could draft Richardson. If they don't, though, I would think they just start Tyler Huntley next year and maybe tank a little bit. Yeah, I, I honestly don't know what they, they've clearly been comfortable going to Tyler Huntley, but they've also never entered a year where he was their best option. So it's hard to know, like, what would they go out there to try to do to yeah. kind of shore that up? Yeah, I agree. Also, it's a funny, like you bring up stuff like regional food, people, Pittsburgh, people use sheets, which is disgusting. Sheets is legit. You get really the embrace debate on all sides. The second that you mention any local chain, Hey baby, how about Bucky's guys. How about that one? I've never been there, but I know people in Texas love it. Yeah. Get the it, conversation at, at these, at these gas stations, do any of these gas stations serve Philly cheesesteaks? I mean, the most cliche regional dish of all. Wawa definitely has them, yeah. Wawa has everything. Wawa has like 10,000 different iterations of subs. Wow. What a what an incredible place. It's it's honestly nicer. Uh, I would also recommend Casey's if we're talking gas stations in Iowa. Uh, I've driven through there a couple times, got recommended by my old pal at Barstool Trent, who was from Iowa. Um, great pizza. And Pete's on the clock here. Speaking of pizza, Pete's uh, got to make a pick here. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Really trying I'm, to work on my broadcasting skills. <laughs> I'm so offended. I'm going to take Javante Williams. Um, ACL's meniscus tears are all false flag operations to uh, throw us off the scent of Javante Williams having an RB1 season. <laughs> yeah, He's a good value, honestly, at this point, too. 106. I think he had a 92 ADP on here. And I think, you know, again, if you're going to buy in on guys coming off ACL tears, MCL tears, being under 25 is a big deal, and Javante is still 22, so he's in that safe range. Safe. Thank you, Spags. It means nice to uh, to get the stamp of approval from the proprietor of the Spags methodology. Uh, the Spags rankings. Like, let me see where I have uh, Javante. Actually, while well, you make your pick, um, I'm gonna uh, add a pick, son, and his name is Jordan. <laughs> Please, let's do this for all of our yeah, picks. Today. No, Spags. Just just cut a clip of you doing your you know Pete's sheets joke or whatever. I do the Jordan Addison. It goes viral. Uh, it, 
its sponsors give us millions of dollars for our beautiful dad humor. Well, no, because I read the PO box today and I saw short form content no longer worthwhile because Jack Settlement and Nick Arcolano decided at the great uh, Geneva convention for, for short form well, versus long form content. Lucky for you, because you threw in the uh, towel on our short form content long ago. <laughs> it's hard, man. It's hard to do all the editing and do shows. And then when the job starts to pull a little bit too much, but yeah, the shorts here have gone down. Anyway, Javante Williams, Pete, I've got him ranked number 70 overall. My RB 23 um, did have negative EPAs last year, but still, yeah, short sample size until he tore his ACL. Uh, but I have him actually eight spots ahead of the big board ADP at 78. So you are good. Great pick. Uh, this is uh, a topical tie-in to a selection I just made. I do feel like people have been kind of wrestling with Jordan Addison, Quinton Johnson as wide receiver two in this class. We did have the Quinton Johnson pro day yesterday. I believe people were a little underwhelmed with his 40 time. There were some kind of mixed thoughts on that. Do you have a take on Addison versus Johnson, Johnston, and did anything change for you yesterday? Um, I still like both guys to different degrees. I think Johnston's one thing is the size. Again, he's 6'3", maybe a little bit under that, uh, but still big-bodied guy. Addison is not that. But I think they both have room to be better, and I think they both have gotten steamed out a little bit too much from this narrative that this rookie wide receiver class is so bad. People talk about it like way too much, and it's like very slot-heavy, which I don't love necessarily, but I think that's an incorrect like you know assessment to be like, these guys are all bad, like don't draft them. So I'm with you. I think that they're both solid picks, and I think Quentin Johnson running a 4-5, like, it would be nice if you're faster, but what are you going to do? Um, I am on the clock, though. I'm going to draft Zach Charbonnet, another rookie I like a lot. It's hard to imagine not getting a full roll. And I guess I might as well compete my Pitts, my Pittsburgh uh, grouping here and take Pat Freermuth, your favorite. Oh, what are you going to do? Head down to the sheets after this and uh, grab a frozen taquito to celebrate? Could actually head down to the Wawa and go like, yeah, you yinzers, you don't like this place. Nah, nah, nah. I'm going to try to do negative reinforcement for my Pittsburgh. Well, actually, I live five hours away from Philadelphia, so your <laughs> reference. Well, I was just trying to tell you because, you know, you're a New England guy. You don't know about the Phil the Philadelphia, Pennsylvania region. I have a best friend who lives in Pittsburgh. Never see the guy because it's fucking four, five hours. And we both have babies. I'm allowed to talk shit about Wawa because I have a best friend who actually lives in Philadelphia. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, I've gotten Wawa, I think, less than 10 times as I've been here. So I really shouldn't even be talking about Wawa. But yeah, you you need to have at least 50 hoagies just right down the old gobbler before you can talk as an authority. It's true. That's that they do check that every time, too. They check your colon to go, how many hoagies? It's like cutting a tree to see how old it is. How many hoagies have you eaten? Yeah, you will we'll look inside and see those 10 hoagie rings from Spags. I wanted an eclectic mix of conversation <laughs> points today. Speaking of, I didn't do the plug. Uh, please, guys, make sure to subscribe to Splash Play. You're not going to see fantasy drafts like this anywhere else. Of course, our flexibility and knowledge to talk about Superflex, as well as regional food. Please subscribe down below. Hit the like button. Leave a comment. All that stuff. We appreciate you, whether you are new or old or young or whatever. I don't know. Smash that subscribe button. Hmm. The March to 2000, Pete, you hit that a long time ago on your channel, but now we are collectively doing it, and we're not going to dull it down with all sorts of other content that's confusing to people. Football all year round, Pete. Yes, Bags. Um, all right, I am on the clock. What, what's going on with this James Cook slide? Uh, I feel like he's just been chilling out on the board. I definitely Before prefer David him to Kamara Robinson. Um, what am I missing? What am I missing? James Cook. Come on down. All right. James Cook. Good pick. You know, maybe not as good as Damian Harris, but a good pick. Uh, I prefer 
I prefer, uh, so I would say Harris has gotten a lot more expensive. Um, so I don't even know if you can, if, if I say price adjusted now, I still think I'm cook, but like when Harris was going, you know, what, six, seven rounds after James cook, uh, I definitely get it there. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, I, I don't know what Harris's ADP is here. Actually. I'm curious about that because it might be one of those weird ones that didn't fully get adjusted. Yeah, 143. So he's actually a little bit lower than he was in the most recent big board. Hmm. Somebody's um, going to take him now that I said it out loud. <laughs> that's how it works. No one in these rooms ever has any ideas of their own. They can't think um, independently. And just any word we say, then they just run and start clicking that. Um, hmm. Jalen Hyatt or Tyler Boyd, Spags? What would what would Spags do? Um. I would go Jalen Hyatt because you don't have any Bengals anyway. Yeah. The, the Jalen Hyatt combo has been interesting. He feels like a polarizing player, um, but it does really seem like he's going to sneak into the back half of the first round or early second round. And if he does, like if he lands somewhere with a good quarterback, I mean, he'll be going much earlier than this post draft. I mean, Pat has pointed out some like pretty big concerns in his profile. So I'm a little worried about that but i'm making this pick from like a closing line value standpoint i think yeah, he played in a gimmicky offense but I, I don't think that's a reason to write people off necessarily like people are doing that with hendon hooker too there's like a lot of weird motion in tennessee and getting guys open basically to run where they're not getting touched at all at the line of scrimmage basically and that's what hyatt got a lot of and i think i get the logic behind that like i don't think you should say oh these guys are gonna have their production in tennessee in the nfl but it still means that they were able to produce in some way. So just still a matter of like any football player scheming them where they need to be and getting these guys open in space. And I think Hyatt just being fast, like, again, I just think it fits the rookie class team where these guys should be going a little bit higher than they are. Like they're not Olave Wilson necessarily, but they're all very good players. And I think because people are like, oh, these guys aren't Olave and Wilson or Justin Jefferson, we can't draft them. It's like, that's not going to be the case every year. Yeah, I, I do think it's fair to have, you know, sticker shock, right? Like we're drafting JSN higher than where we were drafting Jamar Chase. And Jamar Chase was a much better prospect than JSN. We are drafting Jalen Hyatt um, around the same range that Garrett Wilson was going. And Garrett Wilson was a much better prospect who had more draft capital. And so it does stink that the market is getting more efficient, but I agree with your larger point that there still is meat on the bone upside wise relative to where these guys are going. It's just the kind of monster discounts we've gotten in years past on some of these rookies just doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. I think that's because everything sharpens up. I mean, you can make the same case for QBs, even though we have argued against taking QBs super early. Obviously here you have to though. Um, I am the clock though. Like Kenneth Gainwell being a value pick here. So I'm going to take him. Damian Harris goes before me. So I cannot do that now, unfortunately, but I will take another guy that I think is a little bit undervalued just because of where Khalil Herbert goes. I think Deonta Foreman is a nice pick here for me. It's giving me a 3-4-4-2, a build I would never have on the regular big board. Um. Oh, wow, bro. You're almost – if I add another tight end here, we'll have the same structure. I'm at 3-4-4-1. Are you copying me, bro? <laughs> yeah, I think I saw what you were doing and was like, I got to get a version of that into the mix, but with better quarterback play, hopefully. It is funny when you do the Jalen Hurts builds, um, like if you don't have A.J. Brown and Devonta and then you miss out on uh, Goddard, um, I mean, Gainwell's really the only other piece there that um, feels good to take. Yeah, uh, and I mean, I don't mind Gainwell. Like, I, I still think Rashad Penny is going to be in a better spot to win that role and have the big upside and you know, be the guy getting the red zone work and all that. But Gainwell still like ran pretty well down the stretch of last year, especially didn't feel like he got enough opportunity in year two for him, but 
I'm going to take that flyer and Foreman's the same thing too. Like Herbert, I think is just overvalued and Foreman's going to get goal line work, get short yardage work. And that can add up in a Chicago offense. that just needs to keep people off of fields is back. So I like both these picks. I just, I hate a three, four, four, two. It feels gross. Do you know who uh, on Philly? I've actually started to hear just the, the steadiest of little drum beats on. Not, not Boston Scott. I don't know who else would trace sermon. Oh, I've seen that a little bit, but it sounded like the coach was saying that in the hopes of trading him or getting <laughs> right. It's always hard to, but if your thesis is simply, and obviously Boston's got complicates things, but if your thesis is, Hey, Rashad Penny never stays healthy. Fair thesis. Um, Kenneth Gainwell is never going to be used as like a 20 plus touchback. Fair thesis. Who is the next back up there? And if, you know, Trey Sermon, if he has a pulse, um, you know, Trey Sermon's probably like the Rojo, right? Of the Eagles, where like there are Sedaris where it breaks right and like Trey Sermon's getting 12 carries a game. And I guess in that offense, that could be valuable. Yeah, I think it feels like you need an injury to get there maybe or him just being so great in camp. And I think that's where I think Penny is good enough that he can hold these guys at bay. But it's certainly possible and limited sample size stuff. Sherman's look good. I know another EPA thing that's very small sample size, but actually was like an elite EPA runner last year too. We'll see. But you're on the clock, so let's see what Pete's going to do here. So normally I take uh, Wandell Robinson here, just like looking at the wide receiver tiers. I think it's a little bit flat. I also like Alec Pierce, your boy, but I'm going to grab a guy. I don't take a lot and I'm going to use my correlation tiebreaker to get on him. You have, uh, I think, talked fondly of Rashid Shahid in the past, but because I got this New Orleans stack going, I'm going to go and use him as a tiebreaker in this tier. I like Shahid, again, deep threat guy who's honestly performed a lot better than people realize. Uh, one of the highest CPAs out of the entire receiver group last year in the NFL. Um, should come down a little bit to earth because of Michael Thomas being there, but still, like, that's just going to up, open up more deep routes for him. So um, I think Shahid's going to benefit a lot from that vertical offense in New Orleans. I like that pick. I think you're taking a lot of speedsters. I like that. Um, I'm going to keep betting on the Saints. I mean, once once you take Derek Carr at pick 58, um, we're going to go ahead and tack on Jawan Johnson as well. Okay. I, uh, New Orleans stacks, I think still one of the most undervalued ones like Raiders stacks. You could talk me into Adams and um, Jacoby Myers and all of that. But I think New Orleans out of a team that they're motivated to get Derek Carr to work. Like they're paying him a lot of money and can't get out of that deal for two years. Like they have to try really hard. And Andy Dalton threw the ball downfield a lot more than people realize. So if Carr is going to get more chances, I think that bodes pretty well. And Obviously these guys are going to benefit just from him taking the shots. Yeah. And I mean, it, it is, that division being so poor and getting so many dome games is like a nice, uh, nice thing to hang your hat on too. See MJ hiding, pointing it out, saying I have PTSD from Shahid ruining multiple showdown slates two minutes into the game last year with 50 yard bombs. That's why I want to be on that side of this this year. Cause I was in the same spot where there was one in particular, where I like talked about Shahid and played him a little bit, but didn't play him at captain. And I was like, God damn it. And I think that's, I want to be on the right side of history. And that was his rookie year coming from a small college. So I think it bodes well for his future. The irony, Pete, is I think he's going to be the KJ Hamler you've been seeking for the last few years. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's, that's big. Those are big words. Those that's a, that's a lot of, you know, expectation to put on just one man. A lot of erotic tension built up with you and KJ Hamler. But I think what you've been looking for was right in front of you. Rashid Shahid this whole time. Hmm. Yeah, except Rashid Shahid, just a smidge more expensive than KJ Hamler ever got. That's true, but that's because he actually has functioning limbs. No, I know. Stop. <laughs> just stop it. His spine is holding together. His pecs are attached. Those are Pull all up things. your chunky gif here. This is how I feel about this take. Oh, I Well, how about my uh, Showdown Player of the Year award that I won last year? <laughs>
Wasn't that two seasons ago that you won that contest? Uh, no, that was last season. That was in October. Oh, so you're good. All right. Get, get, a, get us to October so you can stop victory lapping this. Like, once it's been a year, you're no longer allowed to victory laugh. Uh, I, had, I had great showdown showings. I just didn't win another one with that much of a prize up top. <laughs> so mm -hmm. that's why you didn't hear about it more. But I, I, like, I'm the showdown. I, not the showdown shaman. That's Neil Orfield. Um, the show, showdown chic. Could I be that? How about the showdown sheep? The showdown shit. <laughs> the showdown piggy. I do play a lot of showdowns. Alec Pierce is still oh, here. Oh, wow. Spags gets his boy falling to him. Potentially correlating with Anthony Richardson, too. I like that. All right. And um, three, four, five, two. So we still need some receivers. That same structure as me. You're copying me, just like you copied my box size. <laughs> I'm going to take DJ Chark here, even though I don't love him, but I think he's a perfectly fine pick. Oh, Roshan was there. I don't need another run. You were back. supposed to leave DJ Chark for me for my CJ Stroud uh correlation there well here's the thing i didn't think that cj uh, dj chark was gonna get back to you so i figured i would take him so that way you knew he'd be in safe hands rather than one of these other miscreants in between us <laughs> these other ne'er-do-wells please, please don't refer uh with such disparaging language to our fellow drafters <laughs> jo jonesy wackenobi chuck wood i don't know these names pete they seem like miscreants to me isn't Chuck Wood what you do after every one of our shows? Is that what you call it? Yeah, that'd be Jerk and Wood. That'd be <laughs> oh, well, Chuck and Wood is a, a more polite way to say it around these parts. It's funny, though. Like, so in the draft I was doing this morning, I was like, I'll get Jacoby Brissett late because he's got like a 195 ADP. And then here he goes, 166. So if you're doing one of these super flex drafts, the one thing I would say is if you like a QB, be prepared to take him 20 spots of ADP right now just because people get desperate and start taking Jacoby Brissett and Will Levis in a row. People get desperate and take Trey Lance at pick 63. <laughs> yeah, I mean, different definitions of desperate, but still on the spectrum of desperateness for sure. Desperation. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Hold on. Uh, not going to have any more little ones jerking wood. I think that's the point. I think we want to <laughs> decrease the supply. So it's a, like one sperm that's functional. And then if that happens, then it was meant to be. Um, This board... Let's see here. Uh, are the best available QBs uh, through 15 rounds, the best available, Andy Dalton, Malik Willis, Hendon Hooker, Matt Ryan. Is Matt Ryan even on a team right now? No, he's most likely to retire, but I, he's probably not going to be on the Colts because it was cap hit. Isn't that crazy how quick it happens? You know, just like Matt Ryan, just like, just done. Um, life comes at you fast. You know who's, do you know who's on the board that probably shouldn't be with these names? Hmm. is Kyle Trask. Kyle, Tr If all these other guys are off the board, Kyle Trask probably shouldn't be on the board. Yeah, considering Baker went in the 120s, yeah, like right. Kyle Trask should probably go because I would view that as like a coin toss over who starts. Yeah. Um. All right. I, I'll take – I feel like my version of Alec Pierce to you is, uh, is Rondell Moore, so I'll select him. I – I'm actually curious for the chat. Who would you guys rather have more? Uh, no pun intended. Rondale Moore or Alec Pierce? Because I, uh, I think that's a fair take. I would rather have Alec Pierce nine times out of ten. I would hope the your equivalent to mine. You would prefer your equivalent. I do hope that's how it would work. <laughs> I mean, Alec Pierce again, coaching upgrade, QB upgrade, tall guy who's fast and is outside versus little guy in offense that's going to have not a QB for at least half the year or like about half the year. I would rather have Pierce. I, I just think Pierce is like the better pick. 
Uh, someone in the chat asking where Brock Purdy went. Um, he went at pick 86. Stroud, 82. Jimmy G, 84. Stafford, 85. Brock Purdy, 86. Yeah, people, okay, people down on Rondale more than the last few years, it seems. Look at this chat. All I mean, Boofy, Boofy's my guy right there. Boofy gets it. It's it's all about Rondale. Yeah, I guess this is a good point, too. Rondale's price probably goes up when Hopkins is traded. I guess it shouldn't go up, like, I don't know. It shouldn't go up that much, I don't think. Um, All right. Am I about to pick again here? I'm at 3-4-6-2. I think I slightly prefer the wide receiver still available right now. Um... We're going to do either Nico or Taekwon Thornton. I have so much Taekwon Thornton. Um, let's do a little Nico. Yeah, Nico. I've taken less Nico lately just because Houston feels like kind of crowded, and I think Mechie's going to be the one guy that maybe gets out of that group. Like Nico wasn't terrible last year. He wasn't Brandon Cooks, but you know he was like okay as a number two. Yeah. Uh, also, Boofy's saying people act like Kyler's going to miss the year. So I think it's a fair point to think that he might miss the year, and I think you should factor it into your probabilities just because he's being paid so much money. You don't want to rush him back if he's not fully there by, like, week eight and they're, let's say, two and six. They might not be incentivized to have him back. Or if they do have him back, they have him back for a couple weeks, and he tweaks it, and then they're like, oh, we're not playing for anything anyway. So I think there's a bit more risk there than people are factoring in. Um, that's why I wouldn't have him as, like, my highest exposed QB, but – if he is good to go, then like if he's like Chris Godwin, then yeah, like he could be a good play. Well, and the, you know, some of the I felt this way. The market is really good on uh, underdog with pricing these things in, um, but I think sometimes people like double count it, right? Like you'll see a guy like Joe Mixon or even Javante Williams, or in this case, um, Kyler Murray, and like I feel like their ADP is already baking in that risk. And then I think you can make the argument for the pass catchers like Rondell Moore specifically of like, there are scenarios where it's more neutral for him, you know, like even if Kyler isn't starting, like, you know, I do think like another quarterback would still be able to get Rondell Moore the, the ball. And so if you're like, if you're counting, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, if you're penalizing Rondell Moore as much as you are Kyler Murray because of Kyler Murray's status, I don't know if I buy that. Does that make sense? I think so. I think the thing to me is more so that Moore's always been a low A dot guy. I, mean, I guess that could change with the coaching shift, but I don't, I don't think a defensive head coach coming in is going to make it like a much better offense necessarily. I don't think he hired anybody that would say that either. So I think he's mostly a guy where like, even in the best case scenario where they find a backup QB who's going to be passable, that backup QB is going to feed him, what, four catches for 50 yards or something if the team is running bad. Whereas, like, more, I think it'd be good on a team that's scoring a lot of points and you use him kind of like the Chiefs use their guys where he's running those weird cut-in-and-out kind of plays before the pre-snap. Like, I think that's where he's at his best. So I think he's kind of inherently overvalued because he's never going to be good unless the Cardinals are good, if that makes, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's fair. And the chat talking about Greg Dorch. I like Greg Dorch, too, and I honestly think um, I don't feel like it's like a handcuff situation either. Obviously, Dorch benefits when Rondell Moore misses, but I don't mind um, taking both those guys. So because I have so many Pittsburgh guys and I do want another running back, I'm taking Jalen Warren here. Um, if they can catch some passes from Pickett, and we've talked a lot about him being kind of the leverage play, gets a higher draft in Najee Harris. 
And I'm also going to take my guy, Terrace Marshall. I'm sorry to keep sniping Carolina guys, Pete, but I like the Carolina receivers. And I think that Terrace Marshall, if DJ Chark doesn't get there, uh, Marshall could take a big T relief this year. So Marshall, I think Marshall's going to have a higher ADP at this time next year would be my guess. Um, I like that pick. Uh, I, I mean, the whole Carolina wide receiver room um, is a bit of a mess right now, but one of those guys should be able to kind of emerge and have like, I don't know, like a back-end wide receiver two-year. I could see that within the outcomes. One name that goes off the board that we should talk about um, after his pro day and is Israel uh, Bandekanda. Um, did you like that pronunciation there? I have been in all of my slow drafts. How you pronounce it? Are you correct about that? Oh, no, I just speak. Uh, and hope I think no it's a body combo, but if somebody, somebody in the chat will know. But uh, yeah, anyway, go on. Anyways, uh, I like. I just want to do Israel right by name pronunciations. That's our I job. Pete. I'm just going to call him Izzy A. Uh, I've been like getting all of my exposure at these slow drafts. Like when I'm on the clock in like the 15th, 16th round, I've now just been like hammering him to get it up. And the thought being, if he did what he did at his pro day at the combine, he would be going up even probably ahead of Sean Tucker, maybe even ahead of Roshan Johnson, or at least in that range. And I have noticed under <laughs> underdog drafters are now starting to push him up the board and, and probably correctly so. Yeah, he wasn't a great numeric performer, but he did have elite athleticism. I, I guess I'm just kind of struggling to combine those things where I think that casual drafters really overrate the 40 time stuff and like even sean tucker testing well when he did his own timing and you talk about how you have too much taekwon thornton and then here he is back on the squad what do i say what's the motto of this draft if you love something let it go and if it comes back it's meant to be i let taekwon go he came back and it was meant to be also hang on guys if you're watching live because i am curious to have a team versus team vote here because it seems like based on the last draft we did in which i perhaps went a little bit running back heavy a little bit running back piggy Seems like we're one in one, Pete. So I want to see who won this draft because I think I've built quietly a very good squad here. Oh, you think you beat me and that's why you want to do it to a Correct. vote. But if I was crushing you, you would just casually skip over this potential segment. We did the vote last time and then you, you, you won the vote. Like I did the vote. I stood up there even though I thought I got great running back value. Yeah, whatever. Oh, Pete, Dagus Max, so if he goes to the Bengals, honestly, that concept alone is probably worth taking them because any of these guys can go to the Bengals. And if they take that role, and I, I know, Pete, you heard the quotes from, I think, who, that office woman uh, who's one of their front office people, like talking about office Joe woman? Mixon. Yeah, uh, yeah, quotes from the office woman. <laughs> Whatever. I forget her God name. damn it. I wanted Chuba Hubbard. I was going to tell Spags he can't steal all of my Panthers. <laughs> and then he was stolen from me. That Bez G stolen from you. Um... Man, man, we're in true flyer territory for running backs. Let's go ahead and we, we're, we're gonna we're gonna bet on everyone on uh, on the Cardinals who has like an eight out of two point four, and we'll add Trey McBride here. <laughs> okay, hey, at least you're not taking Zach Ertz, I guess. So that's a good job by you. Um, so anyway, the executive VP of the Bengals uh, had this quote where, but like the media kind of like wrote it out, and it didn't sound that bad about Joe Mixon. And then she said it like they played the audio then on Twitter or somebody had the audio from it. And she was like, yeah, if Joe's uh, around, he's an important guy. But, you know, as long as he's on the team, he's he's a running back we're looking to. And like it was like really nefarious sounding about cutting Joe Mixon. Obviously, if anybody deserves getting cut based on his human actions, probably Joe Mixon. But I would say like it does sound like he's gone for sure. And I know that's been kind of the debate with like Leone talking about that. I think he's not going to be on the Bengals, whether he lands somewhere else and gets a good role. I think we'll see. Yeah. 
There are going to be some. There's going to be some landing spot uh, for these these running backs. A couple of them are going to bink some pretty nice ones. Yeah, uh, that's true. I mean, what's left for Mixon though at this point? Like, what role could he have? Like, we've seen the Buffalo one go. Is Philly going to sign another running back? I don't think so. Yeah, they don't strike me as someone. They, they, I feel like the rest of their running back acquisitions are going to be fairly cheap. Um, I just want you to know, like, if we are doing this voting thing, what Ross said uh, a few comments back, the you are now only getting pity votes because people w- felt like they were too mean to you. Like, they don't actually like your team. They just feel sorry for you. I just want you to know. <laughs> Thank you for undercutting my victory. You know what? They couldn't undercut Pete, my ride-or-die victory for the season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The one thing that's and my showdown host of the year, showdown player of the year award. That was showdown host. Now you're the showdown host of the year. <laughs> well, wow. you, I did give you splash play host of the year. I mean, thank you. Yeah, I mean, well, that was a runaway. I mean, not a lot of competition. <laughs> oh, dang, damn it! I can't believe we still you at least had around. to compete. You had to compete with Ricky D for showdown player of the year. I only had to co- compete with Chris Spaghetti to win splash play host of the year. Oh, damn it! Damn it! Damn it! <laughs> Colt McCoy gets drafted. That's when you know we're we're scraping the bottom of the barrel. That's what. what did, good, let me see the rest of his team. Does he have anyone on Arizona? Yeah, he. Does so he's got Kyler? Joe Burrow, Russell Wilson, and Kyler. So he's taking McCoy as that. What's this user's name? Uh, Jonesy Wakanobi. Wakanobi. Hey, uh, Wakanobi. I have never seen more of a condom move than handcuffing Kyler Murray with Colt McCoy. I mean, just strap on eight condoms that you picked up at the Wawa. Hopefully, they're selling them in bulk. My God, dude. Well, it's like, you know, there's sheep skin condoms at Wawa. They actually just give you hoagie skin condoms. <laughs> yeah, you just slide. <laughs> I, I need another tight end, baby. Maybe <laughs> some running backs. I'm going to take Jake Ferguson here for no particular reason. He's just I like how there. I had to stop myself from describing how you would use a hoagie <laughs> as a condom as if people had already done that in their head. As if people haven't already done that in their lives. <laughs> <laughs> uh running backs no, don't clip that as part of our new short form strategy <laughs> running backs i don't really love this group very much Take gus edwards gus edwards wouldn't be bad i'm actually gonna reach for snoop connor i've been taking him a little bit because i don't think you're in a shot is gonna have the role people think and Snoop's snoop a, connor I mean, the like the fifth string running back on the jags a guy who, you mean they invested draft capital in last year who isn't a free agent signing that didn't play last year Dude, he, literally, Travis Etienne, Jamichael Hasty was the guy that actually like showed some burst and explosion. Then they bring in Dearness Johnson. What does what does Snoop Connor do for you or this team? Come on, Snoop Connor is the guy who's going to get. So people are drafting Dearness Johnson around the two thirty range. I think Connor gets the role people are giving to Dearness Johnson. So I should have Connor then in the two thirty range or in Superflex higher because it's, no it's one is drafting Snoop Connor. You can literally take him with your last pick. Well, Pete, I didn't know who else to take, and I thought Snoop <laughs> Connor occurred to me, and I might take some fun guys down the home stretch. So Snoop Connor's gonna be one of those fun guys. If if your idea of Snoop Connor is a fun guy, uh, I never want to hang out with you if that's your idea of having fun. Do you honestly think Snoop Connor like you can't grow up and have your nickname be Snoop and not be fun to hang out with? <laughs> no, hey, I'm full of MJ's comment. <laughs> I was hitting a bong during the hoagie condom comment and almost blew the ashes out everywhere. I love that we have people watching this show hitting a bong at 1255. Dude, in, in Philly, do they ever do they make any glass bongs like in the shape of a hoagie? So it does feel like you're you're just ripping the uh the devil's grass out of a giant hoagie. I feel like that would be fun. 
Well, they used to do that. Then people kept putting their dicks in them, and it became a real confusion point between what that and happened to this show. What happened? Cancel it. <laughs> we lost all our sponsors. Snoop is his birth name. Okay. I mean, look, again, so his parents knew from a young age. Like Lucas. Read, read Aaron's comment. Yeah. Read Aaron's comment. Anytime you could draft a guy who had 12 carries last season and now has more competition, you've got to do it. They identified wanting a strong running back to, to Travis Etienne, and I think it's going to be Snoop Connor. Did I know someone say Snoop strong Catholic. running back? Pierre Strong, come on down. <laughs> what a what a wacky draft this has been. Superflex just brings it out of us, I suppose. It sure does. Uh, we have to hang on till the end, too, because I have the last pick. Uh, speed it up, folks. <laughs> Let's go. We got ADP chasing coming up after this one. Who's going to be on that stream this week on the ship chasing channel, Pete? Uh, Sam Sherman, Patrick Crane, and Davis Maddock. Um, an all-star trio. Don't, don't be. Sorry. I would say that genuinely. No, you don't. No. You didn't. <laughs> Crane you gets the views. I love, I love that. That's, that's all we are to spags. These people in the industry were just little pawns that, <laughs> that spags can shuffle around for added views. I, I actually gave a link to Legendary Upside in my Football Outsiders column debut because I was like, oh, this will be maybe this will give Pat one click. When have I ever gotten a link back on the Football Outsiders platform? Uh, you did before when uh, when our marketing guys used to put up Splash Play and then they stopped doing it. <laughs> and, now, <laughs> and now it's just, uh, now I'm writing columns, so I'll link to you. I, I linked to Splash Play on there. It's just kind of a link to you. Well, you know, I, I get my FO link backs from Aaron Schatz is, uh, is how I get those. That's true. That is, you know, he does work for me technically, Pete. So, yeah, I, I tell him, hey, be nice to Pete out there. God, Aaron, you got to you got to talk to them about the org chart. That doesn't sound right. No, that's correct. I'm the boss of everybody. I just, you know, I just, I'm, a, I'm a delicate leader. I just like to lead with a slender hand. Please. Let's not. I mean, <laughs> that sounds awful. <laughs> a slender man. All right. I'm, I'm dropping a link, by the way, to my FO debut. Um, into the YouTube chat, so check that out. Most overvalued players in the 2023 fantasy football draft, so very pertinent if you are a, a Splash Play fan. And check out the SPAGS rankings. Actually, you can use the promo code SPAGS, Pete, just so you're aware, to get 10% off a Football Outsiders membership as you take Dwayne McBride. You would know in the SPAGS rankings that I approve of that take. Is this really your first article that you've ever written on FO? Yeah, I was a, like, I was too shy about writing for them because I was like, I don't want to mix like me with the site that I've read since I was in college because I felt like it appropriate about it. But well, but now it's like you know I, now I I've done my due diligence. I feel like I've earned my bona fides. I've I've led things behind the scenes for multiple years. So like, do don't get me wrong. You should definitely have imposter syndrome for writing on that site. But I mean, you also need to roll up your sleeves and produce some content. Well, I'm the leader of the. I tell the content where to go. I say, hey, let's get the guy to do news posts. So I've been. It's been different than me for me than a uh, stochastic. But now, now we got nobody left because. <laughs> So, we got to, so somebody's got to step up, and that's where the SVP of content and strategy comes in. There you go. The uh, You're a multi-tool player here. Mm -hmm. He can podcast. He can grip a hoagie with one hand. He can write. He can create GIF overlays for your stream. What can't this man do other than draft a good team? Spags is writing for FO now. Why would he do that? <laughs> you can't even get the watermark off of this. I mean, come on. This is no, just low effort. <laughs> 
Uh, shout out to the chat for hanging out this, by the way, again. And again, one last uh, call here. If you are new, if you haven't subscribed for some reason, please subscribe to the channel. Hit the like button. Leave a comment down below. Of course, I'm always replying to the comments on there. Pete and I will be back on Tuesday, uh, possibly doing this, possibly a guest show. Who knows? But either way, get part of this community. Join us as we uh, get through a lot more months of drafting. Five more months of drafting. <laughs> before this time. five more months of drafting when you put it that way my god <laughs> the thing is i still enjoy it so much like i was doing some mlb drafts yesterday i was doing some nba playoff drafts like i, I can't help myself so this is really i'm not playing as much dfs uh in the off in the nfl offseason anymore wait so. you were doing some dance drafts yeah i did a few you got any takes uh, i think sacramento's undervalued because like they actually okay. were pretty good and people just think oh they're a sham team um, let me make my pick here. I will add, I should take another running back, but yeah, let's say Zamir White is contingent value for Vegas. Why not? All right. So let's discuss the teams here. And again, guys, vote one for Pete's team. Vote two for my team. Let's show them both here and we'll read them out as well. Uh, Pete's team at quarterback. Derek Carr, Trey Lance, C.J. Stroud, running back, Christian McCaffrey, Tony Pollard, <laughs> running back pig, Devontae Williams, James Cook, Pierre Strong, Dwayne McBride, at receiver, Justin Jefferson, Chris Olave, Jordan Addison, Jalen Hyatt, Rashid Shahid, Rondale Moore, Nico Collins, Tyquan Thornton, and a tight end, Kyle Pitts and Juwan Johnson, along with Trey McBride. And then for my team, honestly, your team is better than I thought it was when we were going through it. <laughs> <laughs> Capitulation. My team, Jalen Hurts, Anthony Richardson, Kenny Pickett at QB, Austin Eckler, Zach Charbonnet, Kenneth Gainwell, Deonta Foreman, Jalen Warren, Snoop Connor, and Zamir White at running back, a wide receiver, CD Lamb, Mike Williams, George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, uh, Alec Pierce, DJ Chark, and Terrace Marshall. Then a tight end, Mark Andrews, Pat Freermuth, and Jake Ferguson. I mean, after yeah. you read the poll results, do you regret doing this segment you were so excited to do earlier? <laughs> I mean, I Not think. A single vote. All right. Well, you know what they say, Spags was truly compensating with a bigger box. <laughs> I guess I won that one. You won this one, so we're even for the stream. Then that we <laughs> we both got something to win. Well, uh, you need to make me a trophy, Superflex Drafter of the Year award. I want it. God damn it. Well, hopefully we'll do one again on Tuesday. People enjoying the versus draft. So we appreciate you guys hanging out this year. Of course, subscribe to the channel. Follow at Splash Play Pod. Follow me at Chris Spags. Follow Pete at Peter Roversette. And Pete, give the plug one more time for ADP Chasing, which should be starting up right about now. Yeah, hop over to uh, Ship Chasing channel. Um, more talk about the uh, best ball markets. And I know there's going to be a big Trey Lance debate if you want to tap in for that. And so go check that out. And of course, Pete will be coming out with some stuff on his channel soon. We will see you guys again on Tuesday. Enjoy your weekends and good luck. Mm -hmm.